Hi there, I'm James Zappertu and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Uh, team, today we're going to have a chat about a liquidator approaching the court for directions to see whether he would be justified in causing the sale of a property. Sounds a bit crunchy, but we're going to work through it and we'll all understand it together by the end. Do not worry. Right. In 2002, we have a trust that is established. Crucially, uh, there's evidence from the relevant accountant that there's no trust deed for this trust. So 2002, we've got a trust with no deed. 2014, we have a company that is incorporated, that's our relevant company today, and in 2014, a few days after incorporation, this company is appointed as the trustee of a second trust. And this trust engages in a lot of high value transactions, so the accounts held by the company as trustee of the trust, sometimes have big chunks of money coming in, big chunks of money going out and is involved in binary trading and all this sort of exciting stuff. In short, in 2015, there is the purchase of a piece of real property and the purchaser noted on the contract is our company as trustee for Trust One. Right? If I can refresh your memory on the facts I've told you, we are only aware, we, <laughs> the people reading the judgment, are only aware that the company is trustee for Trust Two at the moment. So, what we have on the sale of land contract is our company as trustee for Trust One being the purchaser. And so, this all gets a little bit uh, confusing because the company is in liquidation. It appears that the company may have funded the purchase, but because there are so many high value transactions, so much big bits of money coming in, big bits of money going out, it's unclear as to whether it is indeed uh, property that's bought by the company in its own capacity, whether it's property, a piece of property bought by the company in its capacity as trustee for trust two, or whether it's property bought by the company in its capacity as trustee for trust one. It's all a bit fuzzy. And if I can refresh your memory on another point, our company is in liquidation. And the trust deed for trust two has an ipso facto clause that says the moment the trustee goes into liquidation, bang, that trustee uh, is gone and a new trustee comes in. There may or may not be a similar clause in our missing or absent or non-existent trustee for trust one, we just don't know. And so what the liquidator says, the heart of this litigation, is the liquidator seeking a direction. The liquidator coming to the court to say, look, <laughs> I don't know if the company I'm liquidating is trustee of trust one, I don't really know um, if there would have been an ipso facto clause in that trust deed because it doesn't exist and I've looked and looked hard. But what I'm proposing to do is sell this property and to get the proceeds paid into my solicitor's account and then we can have some more investigations. Now, the court works through all these facts. The court considers when it has power to give a direction like this to a liquidator because a direction like this can give the liquidator comfort and protect the liquidator from criticism from going down a certain path because the liquidator, if criticised about the sale of the property, can say, well, I got a direction from the court saying it was okay. In short, uh, working through all the facts, working through all the issues relating to giving directions, the court gave the direction that the liquidator was okay to go ahead and sell the property and uh, the matter will continue to develop from there.
what I hope is that that chat brought you a bit of value. Uh, I hope you have a great day ahead or have had one or whatever it may be. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Bye, Eric. Cheers. <laughs>